0: Well, hey guys, and welcome to the Team Destin podcast. My name is Journeyman John, or Journey John, and uh, we have. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Ninja.
1: Hello, my name is G and Ninja. And then,
0: um, yeah, go hi. ahead. <laughs> hi. <laughs> and then we got Duckpunt. James, aka Duckpunt. McCarty.
2: Hey there, I'm McCarty, a.k.a. Real McCarty.
0: Rot rave. Why yep. the, the only rot rave on the internet? That's true. And we have Tasha.
3: Also known as Mint Wolf TV.
0: And I'm also known as John Barrett. That's, that's my other name.
3: See, now we have your information, we can go find you.
0: Yeah, and I live in Texas, I'm in Dallas, so... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's everything you need to know. I got
4: the extra information if anyone wants to to hit me
0: oh, up. No, 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 that's okay. We don't, need, we don't need to go into that right now. <laughs> so, uh, what games have y'all been playing? I heard some people have been playing some Warframe, and I know some people have been playing some, uh, I can't even think, Sea of Thieves, obviously, duh.
3: I actually started to try and play Warframe. Really? Right you've been playing right Warframe? Off, right off the bat, I got lost and I had no idea what to do.
0: That's very common. Have yeah, you been yeah. sliding, crouching, and jumping?
2: Have, have, you mastered,
4: have you mastered the bullet jump yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I am no joke. I'm, I'm pl- taking my friend through her first time playing Warframe and she could not figure out bullet jump to save her life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I'm just speeding off ahead of her, and I'm just forcing myself to slow down just so I don't rush her through things.
0: Is that the one where you just, like, don't move and you just shoot up straight in the air? Or are we? is am I thinking wrong?
2: You can do while you're moving, too. But, yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. basically, like, you spiral. Like, it looks like you're, you know, like, in, a, in, an, in an action movie where, like, you know, they do their flips and their spins in the air, even though gravity doesn't work that way. That's how you move in Warframe. hmm
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. So what's what's the new DLC like? What's what's the story in this? So
2: right now we're in the new war, um, which is obviously not the old war. So you're 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 the game starts after the old war. Um, That's kind of where it picks up. You're you know, you awaken after hundreds of years Um, and you've gone through, you know, there's been several quests and campaigns and side missions and side stories. Um, Right now, the current um, DLC, current expansion is new war.
0: Okay, excellent. And uh, what's been going on in Sea of Thieves, Tasha and Duckbunt?
3: Well, they actually just dropped a new update uh, a few days ago, 22nd. And so now we have added cats into the game. What? Yeah, we have cats you can have on your boat now. Do
0: they have like different skins and stuff? Yep. Oh, that's so cool.
3: And we also have emissaries. So if you decide that you want extra risk, extra reward, then you can represent one of the uh, trading factions and you can earn commendations you earn 2.5 times the golden rep and you also earn more reputation for fighting against other emissaries
0: so so you're an emissary
3: so like for instance if we were to hop on sea of thieves right now Mm -hmm. i'm currently uh set with the athena's fortune emissaries.
0: So oh, okay, so you're, like, doing I, stuff on, on their both, behalf.
3: ...that I turn into the uh, Mysterious Stranger, I get 2.5 times the rep and the gold for it. Oh, very nice. And at the <clears throat> end of the month, they're going to have a log of how much experience, I guess, that you've gained in that month. Mm-hmm. And you'll earn cosmetics based off of that.
0: Okay.
5: That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. Like like kind
4: of like a factions thing. Though.
5: Yeah, it's like factions in Destiny.
4: Yeah. Or, or general concept of a factions game, anyways.
0: I still need it's, to play that game.
2: How much is Sea Thieves right now? Is it $20? 30, Thirty
3: something, thirty-five?
0: Or you can get it free with the Xbox Game Pass.
2: Game Pass, yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Yep. Did not play it, sadly.
3: I highly recommend that if you would be interested in trying it, use the Game Pass first.
4: I've been trying for yeah.
2: If you months.
0: if you haven't used Game Pass, I think it's one dollar mm-hmm. to sign up for your first month. Mm-hmm. So. No reason not to do that, and then uh, I guess Ninja's been playing some uh, Division Two.
3: Same, of course.
0: Oh, you've been playing
3: Division Two, Tasha. Dave has been catching me up because he needed somebody else to put in the backpack.
0: Oh, so. nice. I-, I have the new DLC. I've I've only gone past like one of the four. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know what I mean. Generals, or whatever. Don't let me
5: trick you, Ninja's been playing Minecraft. <laughs>
0: That's true. That's true.
5: <laughs>
4: Another game I've been playing this week. Uh, I I know I have it. I know McCarty has it, but I don't know if anyone else here has it. It's called Valorant. I don't know if you guys have heard of it or not.
0: What's Valorant? I've never heard of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is, that is
0: that a new RTS game? <laughs> it's actually a uh,
2: it's a CS:GO simulator. Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty close. It's A lot of people compare it to CS:GO uh, for the obvious reasons. But core mechanics are very much uh, CS:GO in of itself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard anyway, it's like ninety percent CS:GO, ten percent Overwatch. Um, well I, I I'd don't. Say it's I, 75, I 75, 25? Okay.
4: Yeah, but I wouldn't use Overwatch honestly. I would have used something else, uh, like Paladins probably, Paladins. without bounties. <laughs> <laughs> There's still, no. There are bounties
2: technically.
0: I, th- I think Destiny's got more m- movement like in- besides movement in its gameplay. Yeah, it's right well,
2: Valorant is a it's a tactical shooter. and I mean, all of the devs are former CSGO devs or pros. Oh, really? I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, that makes like a lot that. of sense. Yes,
2: that's why it, has, <laughs> it, it, it was designed to fit into that market because CSGO has dominated for, what, 20 years at this point, and there's never been a slow tactical shooter that has been able to come up and compete with it. Yeah, um, yeah. We've had, so that's we've why had they... Right, you've had glimpses, but you've never had anything that's really I can't good. like
0: so can't what are games really that have tried to replicate that formula?
4: Siege, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, just for a top, of sure, my head, uh, yeah. Siege, and it's, and yeah, Call of Duty at some point attempted it, but Call of Duty, but they're, all,
0: they're more you know, like oh, an arena shooter, kind of almost like yeah. Halo, and
2: Siege just moved that way too. Like, Siege is not nearly as like it, Siege started, it was much slower. Um, mm-hmm. It was much more. That's why when you when you start playing Siege, like some of the early tactical missions are very slow paced. Yeah. Um, but it is it is much closer to an arena shooter now than a yes. than a CS:GO. There's oh. even a
3: fairly successful mobile game, Critical Ops, that some people may know that has tried to emulate that as well, to mm-hmm. varying mm-hmm. degrees of success. I'm,
0: I'm sure, sure there's, there's like the or or Chinese knockoffs as well, probably. Well,
4: Call of Duty Online, which is a legitimate Chinese knockoff of Call <laughs> of Duty,
0: <laughs> uh, that is
4: is generally actually it's better than Call of Duty in my opinion. In, in if you're able to play, it, it's of course you need a VPN because you only can play it in China, mm-hmm. but it, it is actually much better Call of Duty than Call of Duty is. If that well, makes any sense?
0: And Riot is owned by Tencent, which is a Chinese company. So yes. that's correct. Yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Riot is making steps. Actually, recent news: uh, Riot recently uh bought uh pixel. i don't mm-hmm. know if any of you guys know this uh hypixel are making a game called a uh, hightel which is going to be a minecraft competitor oh. and they are now backing hypixel uh being a producer
1: mm,
4: interesting and, and it shows that riot's making steps to because you know they are making a fighting game they are yeah
0: are like really branching out in a bunch of different yeah, that- directions.
4: They are basically in the position right now. They are ready to become Blizzard of twenty
1: uh,
0: 2007,
4: mm-hmm. and become the, the next Blizzard. Basically, uh, as far as like how quick it it dominates the market of games.
0: Yeah. So since we're on the topic, what do y'all think about their solution for DRM? <sighs> uh, Tasha Duckbunt. And did y'all know what their, their what's going on with their DRM stuff right now? Nope, no clue. So my understanding of it is that it's basically, it's basically DRM that runs on your computer all the time, whether or not your game is running. And yes. they're worried that it's like sending information to like Tencent, and then somehow the Chinese government could get a hold of that and stuff.
4: Well, so here's here's my thing about that when you break it down into simple simple layman terms it is basically malware on your computer that is Mm -hmm. always running it is at the kernel level of encryption which means it is it has access to everything on your computer Mm -hmm. if not more so than you do if you haven't done the uh correct settings and formatting to give yourself full administration to your own pc yeah um which i as someone who has done that you there's even then there are still files I cannot interact with, but I can see they're unhidden for me, mm-hmm. which means. And some, a lot of people were concerned that since this is a kernel program, it could uh, they it would run, uh, files and send data from your PC, and that it's basically a backdoor to your own PC that anyone could technically use. Uh, Twitter, riot Tencent. In the Chinese government are going to be interested in people's data. Honestly, they already have your data to be completely honest. yeah, they
1: that's true. They
4: <laughs> They're not interested in you. There might be like the one out of ten thousand people they might get that has something they might find interesting. Other than that, the average show, you're not in threat of anything in my opinion and there are already very easy steps to to get rid of the program from your computer now uh if you're worried about that there are two ways that you can get rid of it one's a bit more technical than the other uh the easiest one is you open up your Windows settings go into your app manager and it's right there in your app manager to delete and uninstall.
0: isn't there a plugin that'll automatically do that like between running the game
4: uh, that is another solution someone else has made up.
0: I yeah. cannot vouch for whether how well that works because I
4: haven't tried it myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But uh, like there are several ways around it, in my opinion. So
2: and so the reason it got installed in the first place is it's because it's installed as part of their anti-cheat software. Yeah, that's why your computer yeah. starts with the anti-cheat when you yeah. when you install that. That's what I was
5: going to say. And, and it's it's all for Valorant. Yes,
4: correct.
2: Yes. And well, so... some people
4: have experienced some people have experienced issues with it because as once they installed it, they realized they. Re- Found out that they were getting FPS drops in other games because it's always running.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that a lot of other like DRM or anti-cheat also is kernel level because a lot of cheats to are also extent, kernel level.
4: To an extent that yes, most of them are. Uh, but the problem with them is that they are not running until the game is launched. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of difference. cheats. Yeah. A lot of cheats will uh, you will activate before you launch the game or you open the launcher.
2: Mm-hmm. that's why it's currently designed to run the way it does it, they think it's unintentional but it is intentional because with the fact that with the realm of of gameplay and, and competitive nature that valorant sits in they need to from the get-go have a almost ironclad approach to cheating because csgo has such a strong anti-cheat and it's been in the in the business for so long that if they want to come they can't come they can't come in and compete with it if you know on day one on launch one They've got if you look at like look at Destiny right now. Look at Destiny's PVP. It's it's a shit show right now yeah. because of all of the the cheating that's getting in. You've got people flying around the map like they're wizards and Harry oh, Potter. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I saw the tweet play, was and, like... yeah. <laughs> not only that, they, it,
5: it, like they went backwards on on Destiny's anti-cheat because the stuff that they tried to implement to combat it is uh, a lot of these people that are working from home are getting permanently banned when they're not cheating. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
4: an example. Yeah, it's and and uh, my opinion on it. I'm not worried about the Valorant anti-cheat. Plus, I know I don't have any on my computer that's worth them having in the first place.
0: Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question: Is do you think it would have been as big of a deal if like they weren't tied to Tencent or a Chinese like corporation? If it would just I like, like an I think thing. it would
2: be a bigger deal if they were yeah. tied to ten. Yeah. I think they'd I, be like, oh, the, the American government's using Valorant to spy on us. Interesting. Yeah,
4: I, I I'll give you that; that's very true. But also at the same time, I don't think it, it would have mattered who did it. Honestly, it The fact, they're one of the, the, Vanguard is one of the first anti-cheats to have this kind of program always run on your computer, and it's going to be controversial regardless of who did it. In my opinion
5: mm-hmm see i and, actually have i was i was telling uh tasha that my uh whatever invention for stopping all this cheating for pc gamers is for these game launchers to come up with their own os that when you go to launch a game your computer restarts into that operating system
0: like a uh, steam os that
4: would be, it might be interesting but then you're alienating the linux users
0: I think Steam OS like worked on Linux. Why
5: why why can't they install that on their system? It's it's another OS that you'd
2: boot up into. Because you're assuming that every system at that point, especially when you have some of these people who are playing on, you know, five, six, seven-year-old machines, uh, can run multiple OSs.
0: Well, and I think it's they kind of already a big, tried that. A big
2: risk of alienating that why PC users are, are there in the first place. Does anybody
0: well, remember do uh, Game for Windows Live? Yep. Mm-hmm. And once that went away, like, the games that were on that, like, it was very hard to get them to run afterwards. And there wasn't, like, any online support. Yeah, and that's And that's
5: that's why I was saying not to run the OS like a virtual machine, not to run dual operating systems. I'm saying to reboot your system into a different operating system. Mm -hmm. That way there can't be anything else running. It'd be basically turning your PC into a console, so you still get all the advantages of your hardware. But you also get the advantages of a console where it's much harder to hack.
2: Yeah, but those things that you see as advantages, most PC users are going to come back and say that's exactly why I don't have a console. I want to function my PC. I want to run my web browser. I want to run Discord. I don't want to have to run a separate OS. That's why we don't have a console. I mean, they they try that with Steam machines as well. Like when New Gen comes out and they're as powerful as a, you know, quote unquote, five, six, seven hundred dollar, eight hundred dollar entry level gaming PC because that's what you're gonna compete at. Your your new consoles aren't gonna compete with the twenty Ti. D I, they're not gonna compete with the high end Ryzen. Like they're gonna compete with these entry level PCs that allow you to get, you know, sixty FPS on, on medium settings. Like that's what you're competing against with this new round of consoles. But again, those people who are gonna stay with PC are like that fundamentally it goes against why you play on a PC.
0: I mean but, I think I think it would be a good solution to the cheating problem. But the issue is right. it's just like could it's a solution you get into the cheating to... problem
2: but it doesn't it doesn't work in the PC world.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, one, well, well, one, one
0: solution could cause it can,
2: more. You know, because let's
5: say, uh, name a launcher, Steam. So if you're going to be playing Steam games, if it launches up a Steam OS, the Steam OS might allow one particular web browser. It might allow Discord and things that it can verify. That way, it it's not like these new anti cheats that are so invasive on your computer. <clears throat>
0: Well, I mean, if, if we're talking about Steam, about like Steam tried to do that, they released Steam Machines. They had their own OS. That was yeah. what yeah, but that's, five but that's, years that's ago. The problem
5: was that they they tried to release it as its own console, sure,
0: instead yeah. of
5: you just installing it on your own PC.
2: It's. I mean, at that point, you're just mincing hardware. Like that. At that point, you're just saying, "Oh, instead of it being its own separate console, it's it's well, it's on your PC. It doesn't matter. It's the same point."
0: Yeah, and like, then, then you'd have to like partition buy-in. your hard drive and yeah. stuff, and yeah, it's it's well,
2: never going to get the buy-in. PC users well, as a whole are just never going to subscribe. It's well, why most PC I, are Android that. users because they don't want the they don't want the lockdown notion that iOS has. It's the same thing. They're never going to support it.
5: But that's kind of like my point. Is like they they won't go to that. The anti cheat stuff is never going to work. They can keep making it better and better, and everybody who wants to cheat is still going to keep finding a way around. Yes, yeah, that's, really that, that's right. Just, just, gonna
4: that is a the. That is simply just the nature of the internet, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever a new code comes out, there's always going to be ways around stuff. There's there's always an exploit, no matter what solution you give, and it's just simply how it works. And it's going. And honestly, I think stagnating that personally is a bad idea to begin with, because if you stagnate the ability to hack you also are limiting progression. Correct. Because it's these needs to stop the hackers that is
5: forcing us to progress our technologies even further. Well, where some people see progression, I see regression. If I'm having to run software on my computer 24-7 that's monitoring to see if I'm going to have a cheat on there at any point before I launch a game, you know, the people like you're saying that have the entry-level PCs that's a big hit on them when it comes to performance
0: well I, I think we can agree to disagree on this topic yeah, yeah. and that's <laughs> the point of the
2: day like, well I see it yeah. my, but I see yeah. I'm on the exact opposite side of the fact that I don't want to restart my computer for a different a different launcher for a different OS every time I want to play a video game even a console doesn't do that like yeah <laughs> like, no I feel the same way shut down my console and reboot it every time I want to yeah. play something from Blizzard or something yeah. from like Like, ideally, you would have a store, like, you would have almost, like, you could have a console interface that runs. You'd be more likely to get buy-in as a virtual machine than you would be at any kind of restarting OS. Give me something that runs 24-7 in the background and let me keep my PC function. If you don't like that, if it's too hard on your system, go to console. Yeah.
4: Well, it's also, like we were saying, there's no right answer to this. Right.
0: So...
2: Yeah, there's a million possible answers, but there's no one right answer. So, yeah,
0: me, I I've been playing Doom Eternal. Has anybody played Doom Eternal? I have. I
4: started it. I finished it recently.
0: I still haven't finished it. I'm, like, so close. But it is amazing. God it's dang, phenomenal. that game so much fun. Oh,
5: Doom's not Doom unless you have to start it in Command prompt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, have to, like, use a floppy disk on that?
4: I mean,
5: if you bought, like, a...
4: Doom Eternal pre order, you got Doom 64. Oh, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's on it's my Steam. I just hadn't uh, launched that yet. And my mom actually was interested in playing it because that's the game she grew up on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So my, my only complaint about it is that there's like too many, like, like I don't know, mechanics, too many uh, equipment that you have to use, and it's like hard for me because I'll take like a week off from playing and then I'll come back and I'll be like, alright, how do I switch my grenade types? Oh, oh shoot, I it, accidentally threw a grenade. I had
4: that, I had that problem too. And, uh, <laughs> I really, honestly, I, really, I didn't start using the Flamethrower until maybe the last level, I didn't really utilize it, I didn't yeah. bar upgrade it or anything, and then I, didn't, I real, didn't, it wasn't until later I really started realizing, okay. These guys are hitting harder. Maybe I can just keep alive and uh, remember the dart and give me armor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you and play on what... nightmare? Uh, no, one and below that. Okay, ultra violence. That's I was playing on ultra violence.
2: Yeah, right. I play. I play. I'm on ultra violence. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I played the first game on. And I was like, maybe once I get all the upgrades, I can bump it up. I
2: like a challenge. I don't want to get my dick ripped off.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe later. Right, man. But... The. <laughs> So how, I, where am I? I want to say I'm about to go face the maker boss. Like, you know how close I am to the end, Rot? Maker. The angel about, lady?
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. You're about 75%. Yeah, roughly. 75% oh almost 80%. Gosh.
0: I have all the unlocks on at the base already and stuff, because I've been collecting everything along the way.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually much longer than I expected. It. I <laughs>
0: after
4: after getting the sword, I was thinking the game was going to end, and it didn't.
0: I feel like the game might be a little bit too long.
2: Oh no! See, I I want a story game that takes me weeks to get through. Like, yeah, I, I
0: like the story. I like the story a lot. The lore,
4: ever since they rebooted uh, Doom um, Doom 2016, the lore has just been amazing for it, mm-hmm. and. I was actually confused for a while whether he was a human or not, and this game answered the question mm-hmm. for yeah. it. Because, you know, in New 2016, we didn't know if he was actually a human or if he was the uh, race that lived in hell before hell was hell.
0: It reminds me a lot of Diablo. Like also, yeah. It's yeah.
3: just also a callback to, like, older games, like all the games mm-hmm. that come out now. James and I were talking about this yesterday, I think. They just never end. There's new DLCs. There's new content. They keep putting out more and more games alive that mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. an ending.
2: That's why yeah. I liked Jedi Fallen Order too. Jedi oh, Fallen yes. Order was the exact same way. Like it was a really long, really intricate story, but it it finished. Like it it left mm-hmm. itself open for like, okay, cool, a sequel or another yeah. storyline. Like as a good as a good Star Wars story should. But it mm-hmm. was in itself one individual story it was a one player game there wasn't online it wasn't a game as a service there's no dlc there's no online like it's just you play this long story you learn your way through it and then that's it i thought it was great
4: they need to do more cosmetic. of those. there was no cosmetic story you found that all that's actually
0: a topic i want to talk about in the future is that games that are designed as like a hobby type of game or games mm-hmm. that are like geared towards streamers for like that are good to stream and stuff that they can yeah. play for like years on end So, I think that'd be an interesting topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, as anybody.
5: To me, it's one of those. I kind of wish games would go back to the format of sequels instead of never ending DLCs that stagnate the games.
0: Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. And we still have a few of those. Like, um, I mean, obviously, Doom, Wolfenstein.
2: Well, Jedi
4: Fallen Order is
0: not in that list. Jedi Fallen Order. Halo is doing
2: that. But it will be, yeah, Halo. Well, well,
0: maybe Halo Infinite will tr- try well, to be a uh, games of service with the infinite name.
4: Sure, so. we'll see. Well, we don't know. The storyline is still going to be linear from what we know, and it's open world. Right, yeah.
2: but you could argue that Destiny still has a linear story, but then it's a game as a service after that point. But yeah, yeah. It,
4: it, it's really hard to say how it's going to play because we still got to wait till what, this uh, Christmas, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
4: But I, I, mean, don't mind...
2: I mean, we'll get some. We'll get some footage here in a couple months with E three.
4: Um, what GP3 um, for those that don't know is going to be fully virtual this year and they're going to be helping up companies to make these virtual presentations basically do what Nintendo's been doing for the last two or three years
0: Mm -hmm. Um, IGN's also doing their Summer of Gaming I think is that what it's called
2: yeah yeah TennoCon for the Warframe players, like Tenocon has always been in person. Um, it's going to be completely virtual this year. That's where they they announce. You know, they talk about what they've done this year, and then they usually give you an update on here's the next year's worth of expansions, and here's you know new Warframes, new designs, and all that stuff. Like yeah. that's going to be for the first time 100 percent virtual too. And mm-hmm. since the game launched See, in 2011,
0: mm-hmm. lo- launched in it. 2011,
4: demoed. Uh, you played you play alpha in
0: 2010 though. Yeah. Did y'all ever play Dark Void? Is that the game that was before?
2: Oh, Digital Extremes for like first really big game. Yeah, yeah I had not played that one. Have, have yeah. you Have you? seen it?
4: I feel like I probably have, but I would need to refresh myself on it. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll drop a link for you.
2: It's pretty cool. It was there's actually a lot of a lot of calls to it. It it, it failed for those who don't yeah. really know. Like, yeah, it failed pretty bad. And Digital Extremes was in a really, oh, really it's on bad. Steam. Like, Warframe, it is. Warframe was an accident. Warframe was, oh, shit, we are going to go bankrupt. Our game failed we've got to get something out like and they put together this crazy space ninja story it was basically like let's get this out and let's charge for it they they were doing the free-to-play model on a pc game before free-to-play on mobile was even really like big yet and Mm -hmm. it ended up it's sword and now it's i mean it's got a huge player base it's it's on steam it's one of the highest rated games on steam like it is it was an accident that turned into like an incredible community.
4: It was basically it basically was the uh, it was one of the first uh, games of, games with of service yep. out there actually. Out. People are arguing because they launched at the same time was uh, but Warframe came up before uh, Destiny One did. Correct. Yep. It,
3: and,
2: and they it, thought Warframe was going to end. Like Warframe yep. was okay. We've got Warframe. Right we now. we are gonna make You've some money on it. It's not gonna. It's gonna save us from going bankrupt while we look at our next project. It was designed to be a small project and and they never and digital extremes has said they said this all the time like that we never expected warframe to be our main game and it just it has it's got a great it's got a really loyal community it's got a really it's got tons of lore the story is very very dark as you kind of get further in like it's i like to say it's like if destiny was going through a nightmare like if you're a character in destiny who is having a nightmare like super twisted yeah. very dark very much more adult and i think that's why it's always yes. gravity i've always gravitated a little bit more towards the it, story in warframe
4: it, it's always a game i've come back to i could never yeah, put it, fully put yep. it down i, and, I
2: uh...
0: need to play through more of the story i've done like the first few like kind of memory things that you go through uh,
2: oh yeah so see it takes like 20 30 hours before like because you've got to work through like your star chart you've got to start getting that unlocked like. The the new player experience in Warframe, and that's always been my biggest complaint, is it's very hard to get new players in. And I talked about this with another one of our team members, Denzer, um, because he and his wife were thinking about kind of jumping into it, is it takes a while. And realistically, early on, you need an experienced player to kind of give you some tips and tutorials, but Mm -hmm. while still letting them do most of the work, because otherwise... It's hard to engage until you get through that point, but it's also really hard to get through that point and know where to start without some help.
0: So the mm-hmm. only thing I didn't like about that game is that you had to grind bosses to get armor pieces. Is that still how that works or have they? Yes,
2: it is still a thing. Well, it is and It isn't. I mean, you can varieties. like
0: you can get like blueprints and stuff right from you yeah. know,
2: well, you can buy you can buy platinum, which is Warframes in game currency, like mm-hmm. it's their high end, their premium currency, and you can buy every Warframe you can buy almost every weapon like it really depends on what you choose to want to grind and what you don't
4: but yeah. the cool thing the cool thing about their in-game currency platinum is you can play for hours on end and never spend any money in it and mm-hmm. you can generate yourself a lot of in-game platinum because there is a trade system in the game where yep. you're trading the high-end gear for plat- for platform platinum and exactly if you if you grind a high end gear, you can sell on the market for a pretty penny. And there is actually a, there is a way to cash out actually with platinum, and you can just generate money playing the game. Mm-hmm. I have seen. I I have my a, friends done it.
2: Yep, I have a clanmate who has currently sitting on about five six thousand platinum. They've never spent any platinum money.
4: Wow. <laughs> real world, r- money. And, that's a lot yep. of real world money. And two
2: thousand every two thousand platinum is two hundred dollars. Oh wow. To put that in perspective.
4: Yep. Dang you can make some banking in Warframe if you mm-hmm. if you spend the time to do it, you can make yep. bank.
2: Absolutely. So what I will say is I like spending money in Warframe because it puts the game Uh out for free and they're, Uh they are transparent. Uh They do weekly streams. They actually have a live stream. Warframe does a live stream every day, Monday through Friday, Um, Monday through Thursday are game streams. They'll do PC, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. And then every other Friday, they do a developer stream where they actually sit on the couch with their developers. They show new things coming. They talk about balancing, you know, problems. They're very transparent. They're very hilarious. Uh, The head designer yesterday made a joke on their dev stream of like well this this stream couldn't be any worse than the last update we shipped because the last update <laughs> they shipped at the beginning was a fire like it was a mess oh, wow. and he was like well it still is going better than when we shipped this update like even there they're willing to say like look we fucked this up and i love that they're so yeah. transparent
0: i mean they seem like but, a, a developer that's worth supporting so I don't, and, and I don't yes, think they, they, they really listen to that. their community yeah. feedback. yes they do
2: they're so. actually the next warframe that's being designed is a community warframe. So every so often they let the community come together and like, cool, what's this theme that we want? And the, so right now they're working on a new like broken like a piece part warframe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's com- it's going to be completely community designed. Oh, really that's so, really cool. Uh, yeah,
4: one my yeah. one of my favorite little tidbits does a very small thing they do is during hot fixes or you're you're still in game. There's a hot fix called, you, the hot fixes can happen while you're playing a game, you can be in mission. A hotfix goes live. They'll tell you to stay in your mission. Mm-hmm. And they're they They usually do these little funny messages. In it's it's all through red text. It's all through red text. Uh, yeah. and every, play, and every player in the game will see these texts. Mm-hmm. And I would, whenever a hotfix is inbound, I jump into the mission and I wait usually because I like to watch the devs do their conversations in it. Mm-hmm. And it, it is always story related or a joke. One of the two. And it's really cool. The, Way they do it, in my opinion. Oh, Girl, cool, yeah. So yeah, I've, probably-
2: had a, I've had I've a, had a couple chances to like meet the Warframe team. Like the last time was Guardian Con two years ago. Oh, I spent nice. a lot of time with Megan, um, who's their senior community manager, um, and then Taylor, who's their partner manager. And like they love the game and they love their community. Like like they all play outside of the studio. They all play all the time. They most of them play on every platform without cross save. Like they, I've never met a community team like. Destiny included. I've never met a community team or developer team that is so committed to their game and their and their and their player base.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what I was going to ask you about is, I think you ordered a new PC, McCarty.
2: I did. It's going to be here in a couple weeks. Dude,
0: tell us about it. It looks really cool. Oh
2: yeah so I ordered um, I'm a big fan of cyber Power PC they've always been really good to work with um, I've met them a few times at like some paxes and stuff. Um, they're a really good company I really like their products but I ordered the um, the cyber power it's their cyber cube it's the uh, extreme 400 um, so it is an i9 9900k 2080TI RTX um, it's a, it's actually a cube case with a stand. Um, it's I mean it's gorgeous, water cooled, like the whole shebang. Uh, you better
3: have a picture to show us.
2: I do. Uh, I'll drop a link. I think there's a link in our in our team chat and I'll send a link to John yeah. so you post it out with the video for those yeah, who see what that. the video looks like. Um is a cost a pretty penny. Uh but I actually I reformatted my old gaming desktop. My it's going to my wife. She's gonna be playing some games on it, using it for work. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited.
0: Also, there's no video right now, so just look in the Discord.
2: It's in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Discord. It's in our Team Destin Discord. Yeah. Um, which, for those of you who aren't, you know, the Team Destin Discord, the Discord is open. Like, you can come into the Discord. I think um, you have so to apply in more about the clan, for the clan, you clan itself, right? Clan, yeah. But, you can, but we let friends, guests come into the Discord yeah. um, so you can see more about it. So we've got posted on that if you look in here. So,
3: and I'm pretty uh, sure Felonius so- is actually trying to put together another 1v1 tournament soon.
0: I think yeah he was talking about trying maybe doing one at night but we'll see so
5: not not trying to be a downer or anything but just want to get your opinion on from one of the only people i know that has recently got a new system what are your thoughts on the 30 series graphics and the new series on both ryzen and amd coming out soon or ryzen and uh, intel
2: i think that it's in the same boat as the 20 series that's why i didn't get a 20 series right away i think that they always boast a lot of enhancements and it's gonna take two or three runs of the card before they're worth spending the money into.
0: Well, usually like
2: the first run of them will have some like technical mm-hmm. issues and stuff too. The first 1080 Ti's were shit. The yeah. first 2080s like were overheating and were putting out less performance than their 1080 counterparts, like than their 10 series counterparts. Like I think that there's always gonna be enhancements and there's always gonna be upgrades, but I'm a big fan of jumping on the board with technology with what works um, when it comes to things like games, like I don't want my frame rates uh, changing because I'm wanting to buy a new 3080 card. Like I'd rather wait and see what they're going to come mm-hmm. up with. That's, uh, and that's why you buy a gaming PC is that you know I can upgrade that card whenever I want. So when the when the 30 series are stable and they're worth an investment, great. But for a you know a six percent increase in in performance, you know let's just say minimum. That's not. I worth feel it like for
0: a first the the card. overall performance won't will maybe be like ten percent. Um, I'm expecting right. more from like so the, RTX.
5: Well, the 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 early leaks and speculations that I've been seeing is that the 30 series is supposed to have up to a 40 percent increase. Bullshit.
0: That's pretty good.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I hear the releases, I hear all that, but I mean, until we see something specific, like I I doubt that's going to be the case. And that would be a, I mean, the numbers that you're talking about feasibly just from a technology standpoint to do a a visual increase or a graphics increase of 40% is incredibly unrealistic.
0: Yeah. I've been thinking about upgrading to like a 2080 super just cause I don't want to spend that much money on a 2080 TI. Mm-hmm. But I, 2080
2: supers are great. So yeah. I had a 2080 and I burned it out. Yeah. And that was because I was just, you know, 1440 P 144, you know, FPS games running mm-hmm. on ultra settings. Like I was pushing it overclocking and I burned it out. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Ultimate I have a 1080 I TI and like just regular game performance is pretty much the same between the two.
2: Yes. So, yep. The nice thing about the going to the 2080 super is then you'll get the option for RTX.
0: Yeah. And you can
2: use RTX voice. Mm hmm. <laughs> Um,
0: but that's actually, so one, another thing that we could talk about with that is, uh, I feel like the, the next series of cards and CPUs might, might have a, at least a small delay because of this COVID-19 and like shipping and stuff. Yeah.
2: Because, I mean, getting parts and getting development from China is very difficult right now. Like, mm-hmm. And all of these carts are not built in the country. Like, even if they start shifting to, shit, if we want to get these out, we need to build them in, you know, domestically. Okay, now you're talking about a cost increase because it's going to be much more expensive for an engineer or from a, uh, a factory worker to assemble these here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, just cost laws, bare minimums are, are significantly higher in, in Hell, the, the United States. And not just the cost of the employees, but a workspace to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about rent, you're talking space, you're talking benefits, like all of those things that you don't have to pay in another country, like it, all of those people that they want to employ and great, that's probably going to happen. They're probably going to say in order to not lose money on this, we're going to have to open, you know, and start manufacturing them, but they're going to manufacture slow and they're going to be significantly higher price point initially, just from the strict cost. Per- like the cost perspective is just going to be so much higher. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll either delay them completely until they can get, they can ramp up manufacturing externally from the country or, expect them to be a a decent increase in performance for not a realistic cost change
0: sure uh well we can come back to that in in a minute but uh for right now let's talk about the destiny 2 guardian games who's been Mm -hmm. playing the guardian games and who's been playing titan
5: that's why i was late (laughs) (laughs) i ran it all the way up till i thought i had enough time to run the subway and then uh,
2: the lady in front of us
5: at subway was an idiot
0: Oh gosh, that's funny.
5: I feel like there's, there's always
2: up. a lady in front of you at Subway, where who anyone who goes to Subway, there's always the lady in front of you when you're next up. It's an idiot.
0: But, I mean, as like, long as you're six feet between each other, like, I think it's okay. Like everybody <laughs> will always know exactly
5: who this person is. So it's a person that drove up to that touchscreen order panel,
0: and then you had have to a open touch the door screen and get to order, and get out order of their panel. Car. What, are you living yeah, in the system. future?
2: What?
3: I know, mm-hmm. right? I came down here and I'm like, wait, you can just order this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ours you don't have to go inside. You don't have to talk. Especially to right
2: now with all the uh, do they do
0: they sanitize to the touchscreen panel? I would hope so. I would hope so too.
2: But I would bet no. <laughs> yeah. That's been my concern <laughs> like because I've been doing yeah, like a bunch today. of like Eats. So like I, I, every time I uh, go to an
0: apartment, I'm like, you have to like, use the keypad to open the gate, and I'm like, I really hope somebody cleaned this, but I don't think they did.
4: It's like the banks here; uh, they have a person sitting at the ATMs now who operates it for you. Oh, that's interesting.
5: Well, and then also, like, at the subway, you have the option of just driving up to the window and ordering it. hmm
1: hmm
0: So, yeah, who, who all has been participating in the Guardian games? Who's been
4: getting I their medals? I think battles? I'm the only one who hasn't, actually. I have not I either, have actually. I no have played the game. Really?
3: I did yeah, for it. the first day, and then see Thieves dropped their update, and I'm like, nope, sorry.
0: I played Destiny's the first day. Spot right now.
5: Yeah, It's been kind of a weird week for us because we split. Tasha went to do stuff on Sea of Thieves and I've been doing the stuff on Destiny.
0: Yeah, I was surprised to see you on, Duck. I didn't think you were actually coming back to the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I <sighs> mean, I wasn't, but then you
5: know, it was, I put it down long enough. It, it, that's what I was going to say. Is like it, Destiny's kind of left a lot of the players, I feel like, stuck in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. Where
5: yep. if we don't want to PvP, that whole side of the game's dead for us. Mm-hmm. But then they're kind of forcing us to do it if we want to keep up with PVE. Right. But yeah. then also on the PVE side, I feel like Destiny's kind of screwing the the, the game itself over with all these new raids that they're doing. Uh, just about every raid in uh in Destiny 2, I feel like they've made them way too puzzle and mechanic heavy instead of just making like the the ads. We don't difficult. even
0: have raids now. We have like the like what is it? What's uh <laughs> The Prison Dungeons of Elders, thing. like equivalent Before, for each, each new season. Yeah. So the, the last raid we had was the one for the expansion. With Garden. Yeah, but,
1: the,
5: yeah. but like that last one, and, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. In Destiny 1, the raids were difficult, but they weren't really hard to get the concept of. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot more people that would play them for fun. Now in Destiny 2, people run them because they have to. And then once they have what they need from them, they never do it again.
2: I feel like I don't know more... if that's more. I mean, I mean, I mean King's was pretty, pretty mechanic heavy. I mean, I've had this discussion
4: but he... with Ninja already, and uh, I, as someone who used to be a very hardcore gamer of Destiny Two, uh, and I, I ended up moved move to casual. Honestly, I don't. I,
2: it it yeah, doesn't same.
4: feel hardcore enough for me anymore. I, it's not artificial. The
2: grind doesn't reward, reward the time experience, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yes,
0: yeah. the prestige modes.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah,
0: that's for sure
4: yeah I mean like even year 1 d2 like I felt more rewarded
2: playing and I think I think what we're seeing is the reason of that is because they've shifted to seasonal mechanics. So they're pumping out a shit ton of content. Like it's a quote. I'm using content with air quotes right now, but like they're pumping out a lot of like, cool, we got new content every there's something new every week. And there's something new every season. The problem is, is it's all surface deep. Like there's no depth yep. to that content. Yep. The lore is not as good. The amount of time you're spending in it. Half of the mechanics are all the same from one season to the next. They just, Oh cool. Now we're doing the same mechanic to fight for all. Now we're doing the same yep. mechanic to fight. Uh, you know, cabal. It's like it's not. It's not changing. They're not innovating on the game. They're just reiterating with new. They're they're it's literally really doing really what sad. destiny. Yeah. What destiny was memed on for a long time is like, oh, it's another reskin. It's like, but the but the reality is, when they were doing actual DLCs, they they were sometimes reskins. Like you could say the taken, but at least they were innovating on cool All right. Now they have different ways to fight. Like the Siva changes well, were were different. Like now it's just okay. You're literally just doing the same event. From season mm-hmm. to season, but yeah, it's you not know, only but, that,
5: but it, even if the taken is a reskin, it was expansion on the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well,
4: well, speaking, of, uh, speaking. Of, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you? Uh, that when the Shadowkeep uh, launched,
1: it
2: was the whole meme of oh, it's the Hive, but spiky. <laughs> right. <laughs> <I> mean. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing too, like. The PvP players will argue until they're blue in the face, but the reality is is there's 25% of them compared to the 75% of the rest of the game community that is PvE. Like, Destiny will always, first and foremost, be a PvE game, and right now, the game is suffering because PvE and PvP are, are butting heads so much. Like, the... The PvP community is pissed because so many things are unbalanced in PvP and then they're disabling them and then now nothing works in PvE or PvE mm-hmm. takes a huge hit. Like the fact that Destiny 2 still doesn't have separate balancing for PvE and PvP is ultimately going to make those two sides of that game, which should be cohesive, it's going to make them as, as endpoint opposites. I feel and like it's
3: funny, though, because like something like Sea of Thieves, they have that they have a separate space for PvP. They have a separate space. So for does Warframe. PvE. Warframe it's in, not Warframe hard for PD, them to change to that kind separately. of model.
0: Uh, well, I think the right. issue right now is the the game engine doesn't have the infrastructure to
2: allow that. And I think they're too, Clintus, we talked about this a little bit yesterday too, is that we think they're too far in. Like they've, they dive too far into the way the engine is built to now like mm-hmm. hold yeah. themselves out to re- completely rebalance. I it's think like, where we will see a
0: lot of cool, fixes we're... until Destiny 3. Next
2: gen. Yep, yeah. until we get a next gen system, because we know they're pre- they're not gonna release anything like systemically new until the new g- the new gen's out, mm-hmm. and then you're looking at probably another new title, so Destiny 3, like but they're gonna have to which reinvent is, the engine.
5: Which is also kind of weird of what they did before, where they released it on 360. Yeah. With prep mm-hmm. for the Xbox One. That was right. a weird launch to me.
0: Mm-hmm. The difference but, is in, uh,
2: the, the architecture the is not
0: very similar but yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. But uh
5: but that's kind of what I was saying. Like when you said, you know, twenty five percent are PvP and then seventy five percent are PvE, I feel like twenty five percent are PvP, twenty five percent will actually still go run end game like raids. And then there's that fifty percent that's stuck in the middle with nothing to do except for I think it's like
0: five percent that run end game raids.
2: Yeah, the the actual the actual community size that runs (laughs) end game raids is like is like five or five to ten percent. It's very small. Yeah.
0: The last thing, the only thing I
4: have left, the Destiny Two, in my hardcore days, is the lore, and it saddens me yeah. because the lore is not progressing. It is nope. they're, they're adding new strings, the but the plot lines and hooks they left behind are like the, the lore, lore is, is
2: cool. very. It's just like the content; it's very surface yeah. level. Does anybody exactly. has anybody watched
0: Bleach?
4: Yeah, uh, I've watched all of Bleach. Yes,
2: Destiny
0: movie. Two reminds me a lot of Bleach, and that there's like a lot of different like storylines, and like none of them are really like resolved. Never very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't there on.
2: are some that used to be, and it's just like yeah. they they've strung it out so much because they're tr- again they're trying to do this seasonal. Let's get something out every week and every every month and every season. And the problem with that is they're just stringing this stuff along. It's no longer like cohesive anymore. Yeah. yeah.
4: They're not exactly cliffhangers. They're more of a, oh, okay, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I, I think Bites had a Aldrin good video
0: outline. about
4: that. Yeah, Yes, he did. He had a very good video explaining uh, how it is working. And mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly with what he said. And mm-hmm. the whole, like, my biggest thing is, like, Aldrin is such a huge character, a huge player in a Destiny universe. And he's been reduced to background noise. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. For two years now
4: yes for two like years forsaken
2: now. we killed him at the end of forsaken which was two years mm-hmm. ago that that whole year went now we we're now we're almost through the whole year of shadow keep and we still haven't come back to that
0: and like which, for this season why have we not done anything with the almighty well
2: yeah, well, that, yeah that was the big thing right yeah, like yeah. the big thing is the almighty is coming for us and it Impending doom. we're doom i was weeks into the season we've not it. touched it I was hoping
4: we get at least one mission where we go on by yeah. ourselves at least like
2: in the beginning like it should have started like the mission that was Zavala and Anna like we that been, should not have been a cutscene that should have been oh a mission yeah. like you yeah, should have been yeah. in that mission with Zavala and Anna like playing that role and like okay crap we're trying to stop this and oh we we actually like oh you get to the bridge and we see it barreling toward earth like Mm-hmm. Just some or of the we could, like, set up right some,
0: out. like, we could go on there and, like, set up ways for, like, Rasputin to, like, track it and stuff on the ship. Right. Another
4: right. plotline plot that was kind of left behind is the SIVA plotline, uh, in my opinion. Uh, we got get reintroduced to the story during the Outbreak Perfected. Uh, mm-hmm. so, I still
0: need to finish and, How long has Outbreak
2: Perfected been back around? A year? Um, um, yeah, but there have, is
4: leaked stuff yeah. for all that coming back.
0: Yes, it I'm is. I'm at like 67%. I'm like, I might only need to run it but one the, more time.
4: The, the problem is, is like even though we have information that SIVA is going to make a, a gameplay mechanic and story impact in the future, the fact is, is that I feel like that was something they've only recently decided to start doing. Mm-hmm. Rather than it being planned.
2: I don't like when they when they sweep things under the rug. It's like, oh, cool, SIVA's done. Now we're not going to talk about it again for the next two years. Like, oh, now oh, we got to come back to SIVA again. Like, we're out of things to talk about. Like, let's yeah, talk like the Dreadnought is a perfect example. Like, we should not have ever completely abandoned the Dreadnought. Like, the Dreadnought should have been a playable oh space God, yeah. from day one. Like, we should have seen all of the things that have affected our Destiny 2 universe. How has that impacted the Dreadnought since? Who's taken in? Is there a shift in power? Like what happened to the cabal and the thrall fighting for control of it? Like, what the hell is Savitim we doing? Well,
4: it's also right. like it was also very it was pointed out there was a very big strategic point in the system too. And for us right. not to go back to it and just abandon it, that's uh-huh. like giving away our home base, basically. Right. I mean
0: it would be it would be a key position with the darkness incoming.
2: Exactly. Right. Why would we allow that that place to re- to be run over by the thrall? Like it doesn't make sense from a story standpoint. It doesn't make sense from a strategic Which standpoint. I, there's so many breaks. Yeah. Which I don't know but if any like,
4: of you guys have seen this yet, but there was a, a data mine of a cutscene uh, rec- uh, a couple days ago or so. And I don't know if any of you guys have seen it yet. Nope.
3: Nope. No, I
0: haven't no, heard anything about it. <laughs> yeah. It,
4: it, it's, on, it's a picture I, I would say it involves Saturn and the fact that we don't have a dreadnought is stupid in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. it's right there uh, if, when y'all see it you understand my frustration with it
2: sure yeah and it
4: it makes like it makes a lot of regret to the point of i also you...
2: yeah i also think it's ridiculous that we launched the de- we as in as if we were bungee that destiny 2 launched should have never launched without every space that was originally playable in destiny 1 there like they should have all been redesigned like we shouldn't have gotten new planets until expansions like we like our our playable universe is half of what it should be because we're still missing Venus. We're still missing the dreadnought. We're still missing um uh there's there's another one I'm missing. Well, I
0: think I think we'd be running into the uh the issue with like having too much stuff that's the, the game would be too big for the engine to handle, I feel like, which is kind of oh. what they're running into right now. Yeah, and yeah, having that's to true. that's where yeah. they take content an in and out. Yeah. But
2: they're mm-hmm. missing
3: out on so many things. They're missing out on the nostalgia factor. They're missing right. out on the fun yeah. factor for the raids. Yeah. And like,
2: that's one thing that Warframe does. is like every planet is still there. Your yeah. first every planet to your last planet. Every content is still there. Like unless there's a weird seasonal activity that like is as a specific reason. Like right now there's a Scarlet Spear raid event. And that's a time limited event. Cool. But all of the stuff is still there. Like and the game is still 100% intact. Like they don't rip out a 30% of the game because oh, oh our man. engine like you you. Modify the engine to support that additional thirty percent. You don't rip shit out. How like, big is Warframe, though? As a final. not even forty gigs. Yeah, exactly forty gigs. That problem. Destiny is like what, hundred sixty? Right, and that's like that? that's they, they need to solve that that's problem. The they yeah. they can't keep making it a hundred gigs. They well, the problem is it's too big. It's like okay, well, this game can do it with their engine, self published. Uh, at 40 gigs and you're saying that you've built it too large okay so you need to find out how to make it smaller like without ripping out content like that's your problem to solve that's not i think some player uh, and a consumer's problem
0: like for the next gen consoles they were talking about like spider-man specifically the the new ssd allows them to have more detail and like fewer repeated objects which will actually end up saving it'll make the file size for the game a lot smaller right so so
3: who's going playstation and who's going xbox let's hear it now
0: because
4: i can play xbox on pc i
0: was
2: gonna say why i'm gonna uh, just go
0: well i'm PC. probably uh, i have <laughs> i have a ps4 pro and i have an xbox series yeah. uh, 1x so what i'm thinking yeah. is i'm going to trade those in and get a PS5 and then play my Xbox games on my PC.
4: I, I, to answer the question straight up, I, out of the two, I would choose PS5. Yeah, 100%. because that's what my friends I, are. That's uh, what that's my, uh, my uh, brother and my future roommate. That's what they're probably gonna get is a PS5, and uh, because, as I said, you can play all the Xbox exclusives on PC now.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Right. Because mm-hmm. I guess I, I don't
2: see the advantage of other than like. Platform exclusives. Like, I don't see the, yeah. Well, really you also have, have you
0: like backwards mm-hmm. compatibility with old Xbox games. That would be the other thing. So you can play
2: those on an emulator too, though. Yeah. Uh,
0: only, most of those are already ported on the PC. I
2: don't,
0: I don't think that, is there an emulator for Xbox? Yes, yeah. actually. Like OG yep. and 360? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you you actually see. get the original launcher
5: of.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. I'll have to check like that out. Games. Yeah. Aren't they going to work on PS5 as well, anyway?
5: I mean, if you go back far enough there, John, there was an emulator that I used to stick into <laughs> that it was backwards.
0: Well, yeah, I, think I think there was just, recently. like, because of how the Xbox was designed, they were having a harder time, like, making an emulator for it. But,
4: yeah. but and that, like, like I said, now, like, being Halo Infinite, when it launches, it'll be on PC as well right um, yeah so yeah for the, sure the incentive to for a pc player to get an xbox is null and
2: void
0: and all yeah. the master chief collections going to pc
2: well, yeah right the now. master chief collections coming out like what are we up to three games released now of the uh, well we have
0: halo yeah. 2 is in
2: testing right now right yeah, halo
0: 2
4: is in and, testing we have combat evolved and reach so far combat
2: yeah. evolved and reach are already out so you're gonna have your third halo game on pc yeah right man. Released, probably within the next quarter like i don't see the i don't see the benefit other than like okay i want to play horizon zero dawn like i can't do that unless i have a playstation right now um but like i've never understood it it might just be like i have a nintendo because it's very different like Mm -hmm. i don't play mario games on my pc like but i don't see why i would buy a subpar system because even the next generation console is gonna like it's going to look like a pile of poo compared to my new desktop pc coming out so like oh, yeah. i've never i've never been the person that wants all three or even two of them I'm like i don't i'd rather just not play that game like if i can't play horizon zero dawn at 1440p with 100 fps plus like to me it's not worth it like i don't want to sacrifice that experience to just play a like you know a great game. Like I'd rather mm-hmm. just watch a let's play. But like Nintendo is different. Like I would play my Switch. I, I keep my Switch because it's very different from my PC. Yep.
3: Same.
0: I mean I just spent $150 on a one terabyte NVMe SSD that's uh three point five gigabit speed nice. which is halfway between the Xbox Series S and the PS5. The PS5 is gonna be Five gigahertz, I think. So it's gonna be faster than the the Xbox is like two point five.
2: You have to remember too, like those things don't mean as much when they're in a console because it's the same way that like if you look at like the RAM of the X or like the the specs on the Xbox One X, like those specs in a PC would be incredible, but they're still you can't compare that to a PC. Like you can't look at the read write speeds of a PC drive and compare it to a console drive because your, your console OS is never going to run and be able to read and write the same way. That sure.
0: I mean, does. the PS five has its own like compression algorithm. The way that it like transfers stuff is going to be different and where it goes. Right. And stuff. <laughs> yep. Um,
2: Everything, like every file structure, every, like the way that just code is is formatted and, and processed on a console is completely different
0: yeah i mean since i've had it like i've definitely had faster like load times and stuff but like oh, my performance has been the same really right. generally speaking i just don't have as many like micro stuttering and stuff um, but yeah. the main reason i did it is just because the new games that are going to be coming out once the new consoles released are going to be their recommended spec is going to be a faster ssd so it's like well i might as well be prepared Energy. yeah it's a
2: good it's a good qol like yeah. it's a good quality of life change just to do it and i think mm-hmm. i think people who are still running moving hard drives need to realize that you're on borrowed time I mean, If anybody if anybody's wondering
0: fail. i got a western digital black SSD, <laughs> so yeah nice <laughs>
2: we're gonna have an amazon link in the video <laughs> <laughs> the, the
0: non-existent video yes Dude, right? amazon yeah.
3: has been such a lifesaver through this coronavirus pandemic though and i feel so yep. bad because i order so much shit that i probably don't need but I want like I've been trying to start making my own food since I'm trying to be on a diet kind of thing Mm -hmm. low carb Mm -hmm. not really anything crazy but like I want to make food I want to bake food and it's like I feel bad for these guys because they were bringing me like baking pans and baking soda and baking powder and it's like oh fuck I could just go to the store and get this shit
0: well speaking of that like my wife's birthday was last Sunday and I ordered a birthday present like two weeks ago but it's not going to get here until May because of yep. like shipping and priority mm-hmm. and stuff.
2: Yeah. They're prioritizing essential shipments. Like because yeah. Amazon is one of the few places that has, can get things like medical suppliers. Like I work in medical, so we get a lot of stuff. Like even like when I order new computers, like for, for my users, devices, accessories, like all that comes through Amazon. So they're prioritizing that kind of stuff right now. Mm-hmm.
4: That must be reaching base. Sam, cause, uh, I just, like, today I ordered me a whole bag of dice for D&D, and it's going to be here by Tuesday.
2: It's not region-based, it just, it literally is product-based. Some products will just get get through. Like, I've had stuff yeah. that's not essential that's made in two days, mm-hmm. but I've had other things that are essential that are they're still, now they're now four and a half weeks out. Like, it really mm-hmm. just, it really is product-based. Yeah.
3: But thank you, Amazon, USPS, UPS,
2: <laughs> all <laughs> you guys. Maybe not USPS but everybody
3: else hey usps has been getting my shit here okay
0: <laughs> but you know that that can lead us into our second topic which is kind of what we we're talking about before the impact of covid19 on the gaming industry and oh, yeah. new consoles and game shipping out and stuff so
2: i mean conferences like like gcx yeah. which is formerly guardian con I really totally wanted to go this con. year, man. I really yeah. wanted to go. TennoCon, Warframe's annual community, like I touched on yeah. this too, like all of this stuff is moving to digital because it's not safe. Even when the, when the restrictions lift, like that many people... It's I just,
3: wonder how the paxes are going to handle this.
2: I'm yeah. sure at least the fall paxes will not be yeah. in person.
0: Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Even like if they release restrictions, we're still going to mm-hmm. have to be
2: there there will be limited restrictions like yeah. there there will like the the lifts are coming but they're going to have new restrictions in place to and
0: really especially once we get that. into fall and winter and the weather starts to get right. colder right blue season starts yeah. to come
2: back like yeah i would not expect to see an in-person packs for another year Mm-mm. yeah so you, like
4: the long-term effect of this uh like e3 in my opinion uh companies are going to start saying that they're doing all their stuff digitally there's video wise live streams and all that all their presentations stuff like that not doing it in person uh, the cost is going to be much more efficient for them. They're going to make more money off it. They're going to have probably have higher sales off of it, depending on how it goes this year. If it goes well enough, I can see E3 becoming a completely virtualized event. Yeah,
0: now. I, I think it will, just because they've been.
2: They've been struggling in general, and their management yep. has been really mm-hmm. poor. Well, look at Pack South. Pack South has been declining every year. Like, it has just gotten smaller. More and more big vendors yeah. have pulled out. Like, the yep. space has been... I would... Like, this is probably the Pack South killer. Like, I wouldn't expect Pack South to come back.
0: No. And... That'd be interesting, because that's, like... Yeah.
2: That's, what, January?
0: Yeah. It's always... Yeah, in, yeah it's, in, it's yeah. in
2: the first of the year. But it's, it's, it's just... It's gotten so small that, like, even... Like Twitch hasn't had it has had a really small presence. Even Mixer's presence was half of what it was when, when yeah. Mixer was first starting out. Like, yeah. PAX but South has just been such such a decline that I can't see them when they in another year or so when they start ramping these back up. I can't see them bringing it back.
4: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so from my contacts inside the PAX uh, people, I uh, have a buddy who goes every single packs, helps set up and all that, works security for them. And from what he told me is, since all these decisions are made six months if not lo- longer you know, ahead that whether or not this pack south would happen even just as packs east would happen or not uh this year is still up in the air um pack south mainly because the the reservations on that but they did just renew, renewed a contract last year with the uh henry gonzalez center so okay. i wouldn't i can't imagine them just straight up canceling out on that or renewing the contract. Uh, it will probably end up just being a a, the smaller convention, honestly, at that point. But it's also just because the timing is really off as far as as far as like the gaming uh thing and all the quarters not lining up just right for
2: releases and stuff like that. So, so their venue won't won't matter as much though because it it all comes down to who they've got to take booth space, and Mm -hmm. it would be cheaper for them to you know, keep their lease because if they don't, if they don't renew their lease and they've lost their space, but it's going to be cheaper than for them to even say, OK, well, we can't get enough money to cover it. So we're just going to pay for the space and we're not going to have packs there. Like mm-hmm. it would be cheaper mm-hmm. than for them to have the space and not use it. than it would be to say, well, we've got the space, we've got to put it on like it doesn't matter. It all comes down to who they can get to to sponsor it. Yeah,
4: yeah. well, I can I can also see packs off being moved later into the year, though. I can see that being a better marketing move for the packs in general. Uh,
0: Move into like spring or something.
4: Yeah, spring at the early, uh, like earliest, in my opinion, would probably yeah, better for them that yeah, because yeah. that's because they can get a lot. They the chances of getting bigger vet. Vi- uh, venues there are much higher in the spring, in my opinion. But I don't know how it's going to work out with the other PAX's schedules and right. other conventions. Yeah, that's true, that's it's true.
2: not big enough to risk impacting the other PAX's. I think mean, yeah. that's ultimately going to yeah. be South's biggest problem: is it's not big enough to risk moving it to where it could say, okay, well now a vendor is going to go to South, but they're not going to go to East or West. Like yeah. I think, and that's the that's why it's always been in the middle. Like, and that's also always been why it's been the smallest because it's in the middle. Like it's in kind of a shitty time of the year. Um, like weather wise, mm-hmm. travel wise. So I, I think mean,
0: everybody's that, on holiday with their family and stuff. And then after right. that, they got to go back it's, to work.
2: Nobody uh, wants uh, to get trapped on a flight or not be yeah. able to, you know, fly home.
0: Yeah.
4: I've always seen it as like the entry level packs to go to whenever. Yes. First it's conv- a
2: great, it's a great first packs because it's, I it's had fun. No, the size of the others.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets you introduced to it. It lets you, cause you know, it's a great first convention to go mm-hmm. to. Absolutely. Uh, and not having it will hurt that to an extent, uh, but it won't hurt the
0: bottom line. Right. So, right now they're saying that the PS5 and Xbox Series X are not going to be delayed because yes. of coronavirus? Uh,
4: PS5 actually will start development in July. Uh, mass production I think it's will June. Start, I think it's what they uh, said. June or July, one of those yeah. two months. But that's when they're going to start mass production. And anything like it depends on how it goes for just for May, uh, whether right. or not they'll continue with that, because it's still the subject to change, because it hasn't started just yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm not gonna hold my breath until July. July yeah, of, or August? Be the, yeah, because that, I think July honestly would be the latest they can afford
0: to go uh with it honestly yeah but also you
4: gotta think they're playing chicken with uh, microsoft right now anyways. well so. i think
0: the main issue right now isn't manufacturing i think they're said they're good at manufacturing the main issue again is like shipping distribution yeah yeah, yeah.
2: but you gotta start, it's you gotta really start, gonna start depend. yeah and they're and they're saying it's not impacting it because they're not to that point yet like it's not at the point where they're gonna be um shipping it so they're like oh yeah our schedule's fine because as of right now it's not affected what mm-hmm. We won't know until, like, they're they're playing, not only are they playing, are each playing chicken with each other, they're playing chicken with the coronavirus of whether the restrictions are going to yeah. last enough that it's not yeah. going to impact their delivery schedule. And they,
0: delivery they, schedule. they're they both, I think they're both looking to do a
2: worldwide release. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they cause... may still be able to release it worldwide, but what's going to yeah. happen is it's not going to be released, it's going to be impacted, it's going to be availability.
1: Yeah. Yes. So but also, I, it wouldn't
2: surprise I... me if release is not affected. Like, they could probably say, cool, yeah, we're launching... In December, the release is not going to be affected. What's going to be affected is instead of having 10 million units available at launch, they're going to have 100,000 units.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's that's the reason why Last of Us Part Two is also delayed. And I guess right. I Iron Man think, VR. <laughs> well,
4: go, regarding Last of Us Two, uh, the coronavirus be, being the reason why it's delayed it makes sense. But I also think there's another reason for it because this is Naughty Dog. They are a company very famous for uh, copyright issues in their games. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and for releasing, uh, I mean, look yeah. at
2: Red Dead. Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two, when it launched, had problems. Like D- they're saying, "Oh, the game's done," but this is impacting. Like if they're saying that, there's a good chance that means the game's not actually done. Do you think <laughs> like, it's going to be they...
0: delayed to where it's going to be a release title for PS Five?
4: Well, it's it's an it's uh, delayed indefinitely right now. Right. I
2: yeah. Like yeah,
0: yeah. Come
4: out until yeah twenty one. The, the earliest, in my opinion. So that's,
0: that's mm-hmm. going to be my other question: Is like. Would it be that bad for them just to delay the consoles until 2021? Oh, uh, I mean, they're, gonna... they're not going to, I don't think they so, are, I mean, it's but an like, thing yeah, it's got to be an investor it would be a huge thing,
5: huge right? Marketplace hit for them if they don't release it in time for the holidays, yep.
0: yeah. I mean, they, I mean, why not? What I'm asking is, why not just release it in holiday 2021 once the economy has kind of had time to recover from all this?
2: Because their investors are going to say because that's too investors long to wait on in yeah. this year, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, and if they, and yeah. if they release it, then that's whoever didn't release it, whether it's the right call to not release it or not. If they don't release it, that person's going to be out of a job. Like, so that's why, that's
0: have, why they're going to release it this year, but they're only going like, to do like six million Anthem, units or Destiny so.
2: 2 year one. like all yeah. of that mm-hmm. was rushed to launch because well it wasn't ready well some publisher or financial backer said mm-hmm. i don't give a shit if it's not ready the financial commitment return is up you need to launch it and that's why such so much of this stuff launches like shit that's why honestly i think warframe for all its problems is in the best spot because it's self published like digital yeah. extreme yeah. publishes it publishes the game and they own warframe so they're not like they're they're designing it they're publishing it that's why they're not running into as many issues of yeah, they they launch things that are bugged, but they can jump right in and fix it. They can they can pivot their time because they're self published. Like that's what happened to Destiny. Like Destiny struggled for so long initially because Activision was just too mm-hmm. heavy handed on them.
0: And I think that's well, that's, that's why they're that's delaying the release side. of Destiny three, right? I, so they can have more time like really like, work see on the it. The
5: other side of it, when it comes to like the Activision heavy handedness, I don't blame Activision. Activision put them in a contract. It's, it's it was Bunchy's fault that they
2: didn't me correct the time well they they did the same thing with sa2 they did it with destiny one so destiny one for those of you who don't know it was the entire story was scrapped uh what was it 18 months before launch i think so, so they, yeah so it just screwed up their entire 18 release 18 schedule. 18 months before launch they literally scrapped the entire story which if you played destiny one at launch you would know why the story was so terrible was because it was piece parted together with everything they could do in 18 months destiny 2 did the same thing halfway through release halfway through production they said oh shit and they completely scrapped the entire story and they started over. So they'd lost all of that time. Didn't and then they the still same had thing happen to Halo 2? Yep. Yep.
0: They got a, Halo 2 they got a pretty big Halo history 2. of, yeah.
2: <laughs> but they but banked also, on did, that. Did, they did banked did. on the yeah. fact that we did it with Halo 2 and Halo 2 is yeah. still arguably the best Halo story of all time. It was the best received game. Like, okay, cool. So they were like, ah, we can do it again. Except they didn't. And they've had one good success with it and two big missteps.
0: Yeah, I mean Destiny. I would argue that well. Destiny ended up being, like, in the third year at least. It was it was a lot better, but
2: it took three years. Though I know, that I Think know. Think of that from a financial standpoint. Like, it took them three years to get to where they should have been at launch. Destiny two was the same way. Like, it yeah. took till Forsaken for the game to really be in a good spot. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it,
0: but its games yeah, had it bad, bad, on. bad, good DLC so far.
2: Right.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's it's because Bungie they never take the risk on their own. Mm-hmm. As a company. Even with like uh, original Halo. That's why they had the big fallout with Microsoft cuz Microsoft had him in a contract. And then mm-hmm. Halo was really well received and then Bungie turned around and went, "Hey, don't we get extra money?" It's like, "No, I paid you to do a job. You did the <laughs> job. Like, why would I give you extra money now?"
0: Right. I mean, it worked out for the uh the author of The Witcher.
5: And hmm. And then they turned around and, and Bungie went, "Oh yeah, you don't want to give us extra money because we, you know, th- Bungie thinks they made Xbox because of Halo." Well, but they, uh, they kind of did. Turn around there's going to be exclusive content on PlayStation." Ha ha!
2: I gave him the middle finger. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that was and Activision they with Destiny. That's why they. That's why Microsoft didn't get the exclusive for, for for Destiny because they said, "Okay, you don't want to give us enough money, no matter like we are the reason." Bungie saw themselves as the reason that Xbox had any measure of comparable success to PlayStation, PlayStation, which and then when for the Xbox original
0: Xbox was, was was
2: true, was true. Yeah. Right. And when Bungie I mean, when Xbox didn't want to play ball and Microsoft didn't want to play ball and Sony said, we'll throw money at it because we got shit to burn. They said, OK, fuck you. Give them middle yeah. finger. Uh, and then about, they still didn't hit their demands. Like,
4: <laughs> uh, another little spike thing that Microsoft did towards Bungie was, uh, after, like, if you were playing Master Chief Collection now, if you go to Reach, there used to be a poster saying Destiny coming soon, and it was before Destiny originally released. It was still in early development. And now that that poster is gone, it is something completely different.
0: Right. Yeah, there's, like, something in ODST. Yeah.
2: Well, that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that's a licensing thing. Like, they don't own it, Destiny. Yeah. Like, that yeah. came out when Bungie was still at the head of it, so it makes sense that they'd have to remove it, because otherwise, they're gonna say that, and Bungie's gonna say, oh, you put a you know, you put an improper product placement in, in your game because it's not our game anymore; it's yours, and now we're gonna sue you. That was just, that's not them screwing them over. That's oh, we legally can't fucking do that. I, I didn't
4: say screwing. Up, I said like a good middle finger. But yeah, you're you're right. You're completely right about that.
2: Yeah, that's not a middle finger. That's oh, we don't want Bungie to give us the middle finger. We better re- because of how they've been. They will definitely go after us if we leave this in there. hmm. i I think think i think bungee's biggest problem is not that they take six months to fix things because i hate to break it to you most developers take six months to fix things the problem is is they don't address it for five and a half months and then they you know quote unquote fix it three you know three weeks after that and then when something else breaks it's the same thing it's five and a half months of silence and then it's oh cool we've got a fix coming for this in two weeks and then yeah they're always then, then silence again like they are the least transparent developer i've ever seen like it's did you all read the
0: with... new 12 for this week yeah mm-hmm. they're i mean it seems like they're getting better okay but they seem like they've been getting better i know i know
2: like like look at luke smith's director's cut that was the step in the right direction like okay great luke put out these huge papers and everybody loved it and then when was the last time luke put out a put out a, an article it's now been three four or five months like yeah. it's the same thing it's like they take one step forward and then they take eight steps backwards i don't envy <laughs> their community team like cosmo no, dylan no, no um oh, yeah. deej like though they are great guys and i don't envy the position in it because they're getting told like you guys can't react to this you can't talk about this like what a what a shitty place to have to deal with the community team
0: but i, I do I feel, feel really like because
2: yeah, mm-hmm. like, they can I, run it like yeah dmg cosmo deej like they're the ones that are getting their dicks ripped off because yeah. of all of this and it's like we can't we're not building the game like we're trying like that like i i don't know how they do it i'll be honest I like, just Bungie, needs, for to, Bungie needs to remove their restrictions on transparency they need to be they need to be doing weekly or bi-weekly live streams they need to be doing state of the games like they need to have Q&A's where they actually address shit not just give a pre-posted response and this is what we're going to talk about this is only what we're going to talk about and then not say anything for another five months like Especially. they're the way they're handling the community for they, they're a live service game that isn't talking live <laughs>
4: It's well, especially since they're self-publishing. They need yeah. that now.
2: Right. Yeah. They are self-publishing. There's no longer an excuse. Because before, the excuse was, well, Activision won't let us release things, won't let us talk about things, Activision this. Okay, Activision is no longer the problem. So now you're seeing that those same... Transparency issues that we thought were going to be addressed because they were really great after the split. After the split, they said all these things. Cool. Here's what's coming to Destiny. Check it out. We're putting all this forward. We're going to be more transparent. We're giving you all this new stuff. We're going to make it free to play. Like we're going to be like honestly, they they made it a great like comparison to Warframe, but then they've been silent since and they've reverted to their old ways.
3: I just feel bad because I want to play Destiny. I want to like to play Destiny. I want to want to play Destiny. Yeah.
2: yeah, That's that hook the is gone. I, I, Yep, the hook's gone.
3: That's why I'm going to see a thieves. It's mm-hmm. free to play. It has this monthly shit. They have updates every week of what's yeah. going on in the game.
2: I At mean, least PvP was giving me something to do like with trials, and even then, like it's in such a bad state because the population is so small and the hats are so bad, I don't even want to yeah.
1: play that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, why I played Doom Eternal and Half-Life Alex and I mean,
4: I've moved back to Indeed. Escape from Tarkov for the hardcore feel, because
0: yep. I've been needing that in my life. And I'm
2: playing Valorant for PvP, and I'm playing Warframe for everything else.
0: You know yep. what? We should all just and play Animal Crossing. That's
2: Dude, cool. I've got yeah. Animal Crossing. Let's do it. You guys got any cheap buddy. bell prices? Because I'm looking to sell. <laughs> like well,
5: We could merge those two together, like we're talking about the uh, Warframe the, Crossing all the hacks and crap in, in, in <laughs> Destiny, but also with this Guardian game thing going on. It's like, you you, kn- you know that all these hacks and stuff are happening. Why did you make half of your seasonal event require PvP?
0: Well, and, and like remember, Titans uh, have been factions. absolutely wrecking in <laughs> Guardian Games. Remember miss, when we had
2: factions miss, and they had I a meaning mean mean. to the story yeah. and they had things you could do and they had loot? Why do we not have strike-specific loot? That was a Destiny I don't freaking know, man. Function. How do we still not have strike-specific loot? Yeah
4: like i i'm one of those people who really
0: miss factions honestly
2: same i loved factions i like the story I, I like know, factions
0: i, like, I don't yeah. like faction yeah. rallies no
2: i, I, I like, like factions those. in d1 like the way they handled it man like <laughs> you ran faction missions you had faction bounties like yeah that faction fun. gear yeah. it was amazing. awesome and that's something
5: that's something they can't even argue because they already have the infrastructure there set hell they right. even have all the parts in the tower remember there.
3: hungary they're
4: still, oh. they're still in
5: game all the assets are still there
3: It's like even going to Ducks Point. Duck like used to do carries for raids all the time. That was fun. You can't even do that anymore because you need six people. Yeah, and you you can't can't cheese those raids
0: anymore. We got six people right now. Let's go do (laughs) a raid. (laughs) I already (laughs) got plans. (laughs) (laughs) No, no.
4: someone who does raids a lot. It is hard to find people. Very hard. Yeah.
5: Well, and and it's not necessarily like she's saying you have to get six people together. It's that. If you if one person dies, well, now you have a minute to res them. Uh, or it's over. Yeah, or oh, no we don't have any tokens
2: anymore, or, so we've, we've lost that entire encounter because... Well, oh, yeah. I hate that mechanic. It's the dumbest mechanic. Well, yes, like, like,
4: the, it, the worst thing about it is the Garden Salvation, it it requires it almost requires the six people to always be alive. Because yeah, what well, it's like Taken King. King
2: Taken King was that way, too. Well, yeah, it, but,
0: um, wasn't the token system just for prestige raids before... And you it own? was just.
2: It was just. Re- it wasn't in Destiny One. There was. There one, was no. no. no there. Was, I mean, there was the one revive, but there was no timed token system. Oh right? uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
5: there was no. There was. Or there was no revives. Revived. That's what it
2: was. In hardcore, there was just you, no revives. If you died, you You were Either dead. could
5: res over and over and over, or you couldn't res at all.
2: Right. Yeah. And that it was, was the Euro point. Was like, worldwide. okay, cool. You mm-hmm. want to learn how to do the regular raid so you can go back and do hardcore. Like, you learn those. That's and and it's they haven't even done that. Like, we don't have a prestige uh, last wish. We don't have a hardcore. Yeah, we really have like. Instead, we just have a we have one good prestige raid and
0: two really really crappy ones.
2: <laughs> no, we have one somewhat decent prestige raid and two. I like Leviathan. Yeah. I think Leviathan. Yeah, but all of really Leviathan fun. is so buggy; it's almost impossible to play it. Yeah. Well, well yeah. We all tried with Denzer to go back and play Leviathan, it was like we couldn't get through one encounter without it just completely bugging out.
4: Dogs, especially, was is the worst encounter yeah. in the yeah. raid it does not work. It just yep. it does not want to work. Mm-hmm.
3: But like it, it takes it away part out. of the game when you can't go back and do raids because they're fun. You have right. to play them because it's a raid.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I want Only to play to raids incentive. more. I would love to carry people through raids, but there's really no point
2: we need also why can't i no longer have three of the same character like let's talk about bungie don't ever tell me how to fucking play the game like i want to play like if i want to have three titans because i prefer titan armor don't tell me that i can't get drops on my other two at chances at armor because i was okay with the okay you can't have power they might be powerful well
0: isn't the theory right now that period that the reason that titans are winning is because they're scrapping their titan and making a new one so they can get gold medals in like 10 15 minutes Which, well, not not
3: um, that! But it's the easiest one to get ability kills on. Yeah, because right. the shoulder you can put charges. On melee kill, you get melee kill. Uh, uh, like right?
0: that makes more sense to me because you you can also scrap titans or uh, hunters and warlocks, right? And just start those and get a medal for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't fill them up as fast. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. you have on um, the the one helmet that with arc titan gives you instant melee back and heals you. Yes. Uh, and does all that damage. Like it's so yeah. easy.
0: I mean, I, I'm saying that the, I think that's why they're continually oh, sure. winning. Yeah not not because they're scrapping their titans and making and ones. now
2: with new light it's so easy to scrap characters and get them right in there that yeah
0: yeah another thing them them that i noticed really is if you use the arc build for the hunter with the combination below once you get mm-hmm. up to the third tier you're melee damage damaged doing enough damage to kill them so you're not actually getting ability kills anymore correct which is really dumb <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yep you have, to do, you have to do one extra dodge to make sure that your melee ability actually procs.
4: Yeah, so you want to be at like and think it's 90 mobility to get a second cooldown on your dodge.
2: Mm-hmm. But why would you do that when you could just use the infinite shoulder charge? And yes. and that will kill multiple things I, in the area. It'll, it'll taste, kill five, McCarty. six enemies at a time. Yeah, because
4: <laughs> yeah. I have takes McCarty. That's why. No,
2: I'm saying no for sure. I'm <laughs> saying like like for the masses. Like, why would I do all that work to get one ability kill well, with my third charge eventually when I could put on a uh, put on a crayola armor yeah. and I could just kill five people with a shoulder <laughs> charge? Yeah, yeah I, I that's, responded that's to Bill
0: Sweet on that the yeah. saying. I wonder if like some class balancing is going to come from this new Guardian Games thing.
4: Well, the thing is, like, not. They're, they're not. They're, there's never going to be a... The ha- class balancing thing is an illusion they put up for you. Titans yep. are always going to be the easiest class to play. It is very much RPG-wise. It right. is, each class is a skill ga- gap. Yep. Hunters, yeah. Like, I don't care if you're a hunter main, warlock main, or titan main, you cannot argue. Titans are the easiest class to play. Warlocks right. are the medium class, and mm-hmm. hunters are the most technical.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just basically it's a, it's a way to put in a like a difficulty choice in, in class. Yeah, the
2: problem is when you have something like this where you have to, like, you're putting them against each other, it's like, okay, well, obviously, when you're not looking at aesthetics, the, the Titans are going to come out on top because statistically, the numbers are easier.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, so basically, they're just going to have to change how the mode works next time it comes yeah. around.
2: It's just a
3: <sighs> renaming of different stereotypes. Titans are tanks, they're built to take damage and dish out damage pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it hunters makes are sense. your road be able to kill
2: Like, for
0: your
5: glass they're designed to... yeah, yeah. The hunter is the one that can go invisible and use the sword on Crota, right? Yeah, <laughs> like legit. And then also, they're not, uh,
0: not using golden gun any... on the the Oversoul or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like when I was I did uh, smile solar run of *Pit of Heresy* when it first came out. I would just be invis for half the uh the the whole dungeon, honestly, because. I just didn't have to worry about the whole. Oh, I need a Heli for any wall or something. I can just be invis and get what I need done without having to worry about aggro or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the mid, yeah, the mid tree uh, void. Oh. Mid-tree or, uh, it was mid-tree or bottom-tree. Those two you use. Mid-tree you use for the uh, encounter where you're standing on the the little flag point. You use mid-tree for that, but the rest of the encounter, you're pretty much using bottom-tree, so you get your, uh, smoke grenades for invis and all that. Yep, smoke invis and then dodge to get it smoked back and then just back and forth, back and forth. Yep.
0: Well, let's move on, I guess, to our third topic, which I think is going to be a much shorter discussion, but, uh, Let's talk about RTX voice. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> have you tried it? it should not yeah. be on
4: GTX at all. It's, it's just to say RTX exclusive. It is better on RTX. Oh, better on RTX than it is on GTX.
5: But well, it, it mm. is. But here's my thing. It's like uh, uh I mean, I put it on my GTX just to see it, and mm-hmm. though it works well as a, a noise suppression, everything that you're going to use it with already has noise suppression. You just have to learn how to use it.
3: Even Discord! Discord now has noise uh, suppression. Use it!
0: The idea is that most noise suppression adds, like, a little, like, tinniness. It it adds compression to your voice as well, so it it feels more filtered.
4: It's an unneeded feature that they're adding, because there's so many better alternative solutions, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is that it's... I think this has only been in development for, like... Maybe a it, month or two?
4: And, and uh, to be give it, give it fair, it is still in development. Yeah. It is not ready well, to be fully launched.
5: Well, here's my thing. like, No matter which way you try to chop that up, the fact that they're trying to add it to your graphics card, to me, makes no sense. When yeah, the, EMA, you can use third-party software that already exists, like Audacity and all that stuff. Well, oh, it makes that.
0: sense because they're trying to give and you a incentive works. to buy an RTX card.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I'm saying anybody <laughs> that... Like, I say, They're aiming it as people that are doing recordings and doing streaming. And those people should have at least a tiny bit of knowledge to know, well, let me put that process on my processor, not on my graphics. Yeah. Because if I'm, if I'm streaming a video game, I want the frames. I don't want a little added noise suppression that takes 6% of my GPU.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think with more development time, they can, they can lessen that. But yeah, I mean, that's still true.
5: Yeah. Still, it doesn't uh,
3: matter. Why not leave that space open for you to get yeah. better game performance?
5: Yeah. I mean, even if you get it down to 1%, I'll still keep that 1% and put it on my CPU, which is only hitting 10% utilization while I'm streaming.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah. Ultimately, <sighs> it's a fun little idea, but unnecessary
0: i think it, i think it's interesting and i think it works pretty well like there's a video of the guy that's like slamming on his desk with the hammer he's got a giant fan going in the background so i mean i think it's i would say it's probably works better than a lot of other suppression software while still retaining the quality of the voice now
5: on the side of what do i think of the software i think the software is really good i don't yeah. think that they should include it into like into your gpu utilization
0: yeah, yeah yeah and again how often are you slamming
4: on your table with a hammer
1: Yep.
5: Well, um, I mean, I got kids in the that's background. Playing PvP <laughs> like, Destiny
0: or not. like, I yeah, had a absolutely. kid come in the background <laughs> and here, and he was watching a video on a Nintendo Switch while I was doing this, so I had to mute myself. So it, it would have been nice in that kind of situation.
4: Yeah, I mean, it also makes sense, but it's also, you gotta consider, it's based on whether or not it's worth, worth it for you based on your microphone, because that's what's going to, in my opinion, determine whether or not you would need something like that. Mm hmm. Because a lot of microphones already have a external box. You can do your own noise suppression manually there. Or you have like mine, which is a 360 audio. So it picks up audio at all times. So I need software to do that. To, so you don't hear my fan in my background or something. And there's so many, like I said earlier, there are better ways to go about the noise suppression than it is. Than the need for noise suppression yeah
0: i i think the the name uh, itself rtx voice is a little bit misleading because it makes you think well, that like the the tensor cores or whatever uh, are the ones that are doing like the, processing.
4: It's a, of, it's a waste of an ai in my opinion yeah they, they could have done something uh, they could have done some better things uh with, with an ai with their graphics cards my uh,
0: I, I just mean that like you would think that an rtx cord or a card the The processing would be done on these other cores that aren't really used for gaming, so there wouldn't be that much of a performance impact, if any.
4: I, I mean, that's logically thinking it, but at the same yeah. time, I don't know what has gone into the development of the software, so I don't know what yeah, it yeah, actually yeah. takes to do that. Well,
5: it's like, I mean, that video that John linked in the uh, the thing, if you watch him, he does... Uh, uh, oh, my God, what are they called, John? Benchmark. Mm-hmm. It did works yeah. on it with and without the noise suppression and it is impacting performance of your craft. Yeah,
0: it is. Yep. And then so once you stack that and if you're doing GPU encoding with NVENC um it's going to be like I don't know. 15 I mean, time, 20% usage or something. Right.
4: Uh, I mean, I I would be interested if you tested it and then turned on uh Minecraft ray tracing because right now that's a good way to test it. They
0: did test part. that. That that was one of the tests yeah. that they did.
4: Okay. Yeah, because yeah, like that, right? My God, the ray tracing technology starting to be implemented more into games now is the only reason to get an RTX, in my opinion. Other than that, is not as it's not something you need. You're just as good, well off as a twenty seventy or a uh, you know a ten eighty. Well, the thing
0: How about the RTX do that, that's not
3: worth it because there aren't enough games that
2: support RTX. Yet. Well, I, that's why I say well, it's,
4: it's the only incentive right now to get one because yeah, games if are if your
2: only... game supports it and you want to have it in well, your game. Yeah. But this is th- so. This is the same discussion
5: that's been happening for the last 20 years is when it comes to graphics. The graphics card always comes out with uh, uh, features that aren't in games yet, and then games will develop them later.
0: Like, yeah, uh, what is it called?
5: So they've already, like, they've already leaked the fact that the X. 30 series are, are going to be rtx ray tracing is going to be here to stay
0: at least for a whole oh, and the like the new consoles are going to support ray tracing as well so and that means
5: that yeah and ray tracing is amazing for game developers as yeah. far as how to light scenes you know it's going to make games look way better when they're built around it not even like the games that you have now where you can turn it on and off mm-hmm. to me that's like okay it's cool i mean minecraft definitely looks a lot better when you turn it on but the game wasn't designed with it. The games that come out designed with it are going to look way better. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: All right. Well, I think that's enough discussion for today. Um, okay. Since this is our first episode, uh, I thought we just kind of, we, for future episodes, we'll have like a guest um, and we'll probably have fewer people just so have more people have time to talk and say their piece and whatnot. Yeah. Um, But let's just go around and like let's let's introduce everybody and uh we can kind of hit these three points here for everyone in the chat right now so we can start with ninja uh hi hi so who are you and what do you do oh
5: uh occasionally stream. (laughs) and uh just post things on twitter that's about it really that's about
0: it <coughs> play a lot of play a lot of games too i I hear
3: of course i think that's everyone <laughs> 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 yeah um yeah that, that's it really i don't do too much else yeah
0: so like uh what what kind of consoles and stuff did you grow up on What what games did you play
2: I my mum brought me up on games to be honest. Um
1: she had uh what's the thing called?
4: Something sixty-four 64? Nintendo, yeah, Commodore? Nintendo sixty four and a Mega Drive. Oh you know, no, be... I yeah. barely played them, but I did grow up with Playstation One, Two and Three. But then I've gone to PS4, then PC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the, the, were there any like consoles. games that like were your favorites growing up?
1: Crash, Crash Bandicoot on PS2, I think. Uh
0: or the Pierce first one. one was on the original PlayStation, but uh, yeah, there, there, yeah, were there were definitely game games on PS2. One. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, that was what I played a lot of and
4: then I briefly owned a Game Boy,
1: like the handheld one mm-hmm. and played a lot of uh Mario. <laughs> nice. Nice. Other than that, that's that's all the things I've done around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. Uh so where can they hit you up on Twitch and Twitter and stuff?
3: Uh BLCG Ninja on all socials. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sounds right. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Alright, same questions for you, Duck.
5: Uh so I'm Duck. I am retired. I'm a disabled veteran. Uh, background in gaming. Uh, might have the most in the group. So okay. I, start, <laughs> I started on Atari. Uh, went through all the every series of Nintendo. Uh, I've had every other version of PlayStation. I've had all the versions of Xbox. Uh, favorite game out of all of them would probably be GoldenEye on Nintendo 64.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good choice. Uh,
5: I was involved in tournament stuff in Goldeneye, which back then it was you know a 4v4 because you had to play each other on the same screen. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, I did a lot of competitive Call of Duty stuff until Call of Duty Advanced Warfare came out, and that's what actually got me into Destiny.
0: If Call the, of Duty the jumping I, I too much, I never started Destiny. It's interesting. I didn't uh, know you did competitive COD.
5: Oh, I was really competitive in COD. Huh. I did. I went to live tournaments and everything for COD, and I did console and PC.
0: So, do you have any interest in Valorant? Then, I mean, I know that's more I, CS:GO. You know,
5: I was n- I was never in the CS:GO scene. Um, but at the same time, the way the way all the multiplayer games have been going, mm-hmm. the new COD stuff has come out. That like seems okay. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, you're jumping to a different genre Yeah, of PvP.
0: <laughs> Battle Royale. Um,
5: But it's like the original Call of Duty, everything was boots on the ground. You could jump, but you couldn't jump twice or three times or float or fly or... <laughs> so that's where my PvP ended, and I kind of switched over into more PvE gaming.
0: Hmm. Um, but you also switched to Destiny 2, which has a lot of that. <laughs>
5: But well, in a Destiny PvE
0: 1. environment. Oh, yeah, yeah, Destiny 1.
5: Um, Yeah, I actually, I actually didn't start Destiny day one. A lot of people think I did. I started really? Destiny like month two. Huh.
0: I wouldn't have guessed uh, that, yeah.
5: Because I was still trying to stick with Call of Duty, even though Advanced Warfare sucked when they tried to make it like that, what was that, Matt Damon Elysium movie?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: This is basically what they try to make Call of Duty into. You're wearing an XO thing, and you could do these super jumps and stuff. It's like, quit trying to make your game into Halo.
0: Well, they try uh, to make it into Titanfall.
5: But yeah, so that's my background. And if I'm ever streaming, you can find me at Duck underscore Punt on Twitch.
2: All right. Now, McCarty's turn. Hey there. Yeah, so I'm McCarty. Um, I do a lot of... uh a lot of looter shooters, shooters in general. Um, I was a, I grew up obviously. My first system was N64. Um, my favorite game of all time, in that you know, that's not something I play currently, was Super Mario Sunshine on the uh, GameCube. I always thought it was really fun, kind of unusual. Uh, I was a former uh, competitive Smash, uh, CS:GO, and Halo player. Oh, interesting. In yeah. So, to cut, used to cut, cut my cloth on the PvP of old. So who did uh, you play in myself. Smash? Originally? Yeah. Like an old Smash? Samus. Uh, melee? Always Samus. Melee, yeah. Oh nice. Yep. You know? Um Yeah, you find me playing a lot of Warframe, Destiny. Um, I am gonna be playing a lot of Valorant because I was a big fan of C S um for years. So uh, and you can find me at Real McCarty everywhere. Heck yeah, man. That's right. All right. Well, I guess it's your turn to rot. Right?
4: my name's Rot right. Um i don't have a job or anything like that so uh background gaming games i was like two years old my mom was a big gamer she's the one that introduced me to the scene and um started on the super nintendo playing um uh, my first game i remember was uh super star wars it was the uh, first uh game i remember playing but i've owned the super nintendo n64 every playstation every xbox for xbox one and as far as like my favorite games, I my my favorite game series was the Assassin's Creed series. I love the story of it. it. was my one of my biggest games. I always go back to, still go back to this day, and just replay the game.
0: I really want to replay it too. The game is so good. Yeah, yeah, Assassin's Creed Three was my favorite actually. So did you do uh, the, the remaster?
4: Yes. Nice. Um, but what do I prefer PvP or PvP, uh, I go back and forth. I'm very competitive. I'm, I love playing competitive shooters. I used to play uh, a lot of CSGO. I used to get, be pretty competitive in that game. I got pretty high in the rankings originally. Um, then I did Overwatch as well. got really high in those rankings. And yeah, getting back into it with Valorant now. But uh, yeah, I guess you could say I'm more competitive shooter than I am anything. But I do love a good RPG. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, as far as my socials, uh, find me on Twitch. I will be streaming within next week or coming months.
0: Uh, I... Nice.
4: So I uh, plan on getting back into streaming eventually. And uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash rot underscore rave. And same thing on Twitter, at uh, rot underscore rave.
0: I think I actually need to check if I'm following you on Twitter. To I'm, be, pretty sure you to are, be I'm pretty sure you are. I'm pretty sure you are. i'll have have to make sure
4: following you on twitch i'm still waiting
0: for this (laughs) track me too man me too all right tasha that's all you know
3: all right i am mint wolf tv because i love mint and i love wolves so i just put the two together and you got mint wolf but it's already taken on twitch so i had to go with the tv side of things which sucks Uh, I work for Salad.io, which is a cryptocurrency uh, startup company that is basically taking your computer's idle power and idle time when you're not using it and turning it into cryptocurrency, which they then turn into U.S. currency that you can use to buy gift cards, game codes, games, you name it. If it's out there electronically, they're eventually going to have it on there. We have V-Bucks, we have Steam cards, everything.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I did not know about that. You should drop and it is the link somewhere. it is now
3: compatible. I oh, I will. It is now <laughs> compatible with every system that runs Windows 7 or Windows 10. Nice. It is no longer graphics card reliant. Okay. Which is cool. That's good. Um, my background in gaming is I started off with my dad's Nintendo 64. That was the oldest console we had. I was beast at Mario Kart 64 in my family. I've had every Nintendo console since. I started with a Game Boy Advance, I went up through the DS, I skipped the Wii U because it was a piece of garbage in my opinion, and now I have a Switch, so I've been playing a lot of Switch games, Mario and Rabbids, I do have Warframe on the Switch, which is why I think I've been having some fun learning it over there. Very nice. Uh, And I think out of all of the games that I've played, my favorite series is still Sly Cooper from the PlayStation 2.
0: I never played Sly Cooper. Unique place to play good.
3: Cooper, please. It's really good. Is there is yeah, there a I want more games like on like PS4. I an HD pack.
4: Kind you, can, of thing? you can get you can get all the you can get there's a collection
0: for it I believe. All right, yeah, I I think I've seen one. I need to.
3: Please yeah. go play it and stream it so I can watch you because maybe, be maybe be once great.
0: GameStop opens back up or something. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yes, I loved Sly Cooper, and I wish more games would be like Sly Cooper, because it's one of those games where we were talking about earlier. It has sequels, but it also finishes. You know, it's not a game that goes on forever and ever and ever.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I miss but those it still games. has
3: replayability. It still has quality to it, and I like that. Oh, yeah. Wow, Another one really of my favorite smart. games was Spyro Season of Ice, which was for the Game Boy. And I liked that one just because it interested me in musicality. I think the musicality of the levels and the game designs were amazing. And that's one of the big things that I look for in games now is what are the soundtracks like? What are the, you know, sound effects like? You know, how does this work and do I like it?
0: That's really cool. There is actually so, There's a Spyro game. I can't remember the name of it. It came out on 360 and probably PS3, but it was it was co-op and it was it was a lot of fun. I grew up on Spyro on PlayStation, so I really enjoyed that. And I played that mm-hmm. with the friend in college in our dorm.
3: I am generally a PvE player. I like the environmental side of things. But I also grew up with a lot of PvE games where PvP just wasn't a thing, or I didn't have access to it. So definitely player versus environment oriented. However, I am also very competitive in spirit, I would say. I like to compete over stupid things, like if I can reach a level before somebody else. Not that how that explains a at. lot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, oh, it's over the stupidest things. Like, <laughs> grinding TSEs, I want to be the first one of our group to reach Athena 20. For no fucking reason. Other than I can say I did it.
0: No, I know why y'all were always on Destiny 2 before and ahead of everyone else <laughs> in the clan.
3: No, that's just because we have no life.
0: Oh, no, I mean, that's too. <laughs> There's that.
3: But yeah, that is me. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at TV. And I should be streaming tonight. We're gonna to do some more Sea of Thieves with a few buddies. Sounds good. And excellent. I think that's it for me.
0: Alright. Well, I guess I'll talk a little bit my about myself. Uh my name's Journey John or John. Um me and my wife we have a couple different businesses. We do a resale business to Vietnam, which is on hold right now because of shipping stuff. And they've been until recently they they've had shipping in flying into the country you they've had that closed off so that's we're gonna start picking that back up and then my wife also has a boba tea shop in dallas called toko toko tea if you want to go check that out it's a plano it's in plano and then uh, i'm also running a lot of uber eats because turns out a good time to do deliveries on everybody's stuck at home and you can't dine in at a restaurant so that's been pretty good and i've been listening to a lot of podcasts which is, is what it, basically what inspired me to finally jump in and start doing this one um my background in gaming is i s- didn't actually start playing video games until i was almost in middle school um i started on the playstation and i like i said i played a lot of spyro that was probably my favorite on there and then i moved to xbox where i played a lot a lot of halo I played a lot of Halo. I played a lot of Mech Assault on Xbox as well. And then I played so much Xbox that my parents ended up making me sell the Xbox and pretty much banned me from video games for like a year or so. And then that's why I started getting into PC gaming, because we had a PC and I could install games on that, and I had some other friends in school who were on PC. And so eventually... Towards the end of high school, I finally got my own gaming PC, and I played a bunch of Half-Life, played a bunch of Battlefield, and played more Halo on PC, and then now I have all the consoles, and that's pretty much it. Um, And yeah, so I also stream. I stream only on weekends right now, just because I'm trying to keep myself busy and not overdo things, not give myself too much to do right I don't feel like I can do anything else and then uh, I'll I'll occasionally stream throughout the week and then we're also just starting this podcast so if you all are interested and pretty much anybody's welcome to join in this podcast we'll probably have fewer people like I mentioned before just so everybody has time to speak and we're not always like trying to talk over each other and stuff so yeah I think that's it so hope everyone had a good time how did you all like the podcast guys it's good yeah yeah looking
2: yeah. forward good. to doing more yeah
0: all right and uh yeah we'll be recording this every saturday um hit me up and it'll probably be around three but it depends on people's availability and stuff so we can change the times because it's just an audio recording so we can do it whenever needed and yeah i'll see you all on the discord and in destiny too so have a going guys and we're out bye bye